And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of This Show is All About You, a show about all the ways in which you and me connect as we and what that means for all of us. I am your host, J.D.K. Winnikin. Uh, please find out more about me at my website. You can find that at wordsbyjdk.com, wordsbyjdk.com, and on my social media feeds at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look up my last name, W-Y-N-E-K-E-N, and you should find me pretty easily. Would love to connect with you, interact with you, chat a little bit, and uh, just see how things are going for you and me as we connect as we and find out what that means for all of us. <laughs> Got it in a second time. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome to episode 43 of this show for November 1st, 2021. It's November. How wild is that? Uh, it's it, October seemed to go really fast, even though it, it, it weirdly also felt like a long month. I'm not sure how those two things fit together, but they seem to. Um, so in that spirit, and for reasons I'll also explain here in a minute, uh, t- the title of today's show is Here Come the Holidays. <laughs> Here Come the Holidays, November 1st. Uh, for whatever reason, it's lately is considered sort of the beginning of the holiday season, I guess, the day after uh, Halloween. So we'll, f- we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But um, we're going to take a little bit of a different angle about it because maybe when I said that, you, some of you had various reactions. Some of you are excited. Some of you are like, oh, boy, here we go. Lots of things to do. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of reactions to the arrival of the holidays every year. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what that means from my side of things and see what you think of it. But the haiku for today goes like this. Give you an idea where we're going to go. Our celebrations are chances to do better at living each day. Our celebrations are chances to do better at living each day. And uh, before we before we jump into this, I want to make sure that I give a shout out to our fabulous sponsor of the show, Airway Science for Kids. Uh, you can find out more about them at airsci.org, A-I-R-S-C-I.org. You can also reach out to them if you're interested uh, at info at uh, airsci.org. And uh, what Airway Science for Kids does is it is a nonprofit based down in the Portland area that uh, provides career and life pathways for underserved youth using uh, aviation and aerospace. There are hundreds upon hundreds of possible careers in aviation and aerospace. It's a guaranteed growth industry, as I like to say. And uh, there are so many things about it that can be both inspiring for kids to get them to consider things they've never thought about before, to learn about their own strengths, to learn about their own possibilities in their life. It's also a wonderful career field to go into and not just to be a pilot or an astronaut for lots of other reasons. So Airway Science for Kids takes a holistic approach to helping underserved youth f- track these things and, and develop these things in themselves and then also to help them develop them in their families and in their larger communities. Again, if you want to check them out, check them out at airside.org. Or you can reach out to them directly at info at airside.org. So thanks to Airway Science for Kids. You guys are marvelous. All right. So how was Halloween for you? Uh, Last week we did a little bit of a Halloween episode. I got so excited about what I was going to talk about, particularly my Martian head, pumpkins being Martian head story, that I forgot to share what my favorite candy was. I heard from Stacey and and, and Eric what their favorite one was. Um, Well, first of all, when somebody asks me my favorite candy, my answer is usually yes. Right. It's it's candy. <laughs> it's it's not a bad thing. Uh, but in the end, if I really had to be pinned down, it's a three way tie. <laughs> Hot tamales, peanut butter cups and junior mints. And in the end, I had to go with what I always get when I go to the movies. So those are the ones uh, that won out. 
And some people, uh, besides telling me that I didn't share my favorite candy, so now that's been rectified, also were interested in how my dad responded to uh, me calling him out as the person who told me the pumpkins are actually Martian heads uh, story. And he once again denied it. Um, (laughs) And once again, he was laughing when he did. But I am choosing to believe him because I think that's such a good enough story that my father would claim it if he if he really did do it. So the person who told me is is a mystery now officially. So, Dad, you're welcome. You're off the hook. All right. Well, I had a fantastic Halloween, as it turned out. Uh, Yesterday, um, I didn't dress up in a costume at all. I actually got just to be myself yesterday, which was a really happy sports fan. Uh, A good friend of mine provided me with tickets to both the Seattle Seahawks game and the Seattle Kraken game, Seattle Kraken being the new NHL hockey team up in this part of the world. And I got to go to both of those games and have an absolutely wonderful time at both. And just kind of a day where I wasn't really doing anything other than just having that kind of fun. And uh, it was great. It was great. My voice is a little scratchy today uh, because of that, because I was hooting and hollering. Um, so, But that's, a, that's an easy trade-off. But, of course, today is November 1st now, and it uh, this seems to be the beginning of the holiday season for whatever reason. And I'm not sure when that actually happened. Right? One of the things that I think people don't realize about the holidays and holiday traditions is that they, were, they are totally malleable. And yet they give, we give them this sense that they've always been true, <laughs> that every holiday tradition, even something as basic as when do they start, is malleable. When I was younger, it started at Thanksgiving. Then the holidays started. Like Thanksgiving was the kickoff. Somewhere in between then and now, it's moved back <laughs> to November 1st somehow. And I remember the first time I noticed this. I was living back east, and I w- on Halloween evening at the end of giving out ki- uh, treats to kids, I, as part of my work, I went to an all-night coffee shop to do some work. And it was right next to these gigantic outlet stores. And the outlets had closed for the night. But they'd had all the Halloween stuff up. But at 9.30 at night, crews were already out at the closed outlet malls, taking down all the Halloween stuff and putting up all the holiday stuff. And then on my way home, I stopped at the grocery store and all the Halloween candy was already gone. And all the all the candies and stuff for the holidays, which is all the same stuff, just in different wrapping for the most part, was already out. Uh then, you know, then other things is, does it start when eggnog lattes start being coming available? Is that today? I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, is it when does holiday music start getting played on the radio or starts getting featured? When do the commercials start for various holiday related things? I'm waiting for any day for the first car commercial, right? Uh, somebody, somebody getting a car for Christmas or a diamond ring or something like that. It's all malleable. And... There's, I think there's, that can be both, you know, it's easy to be cynical about that, right? It's marketing, it's making money, it's, it's all of that. Uh, and there's some truth to that, certainly. But I think it's actually, it might provide us an opportunity if we really wanted to turn this around. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. For many, the holidays are exciting. Kind of the, the center of the whole year in a lot of ways, right? They're the roots of many traditions that we love. Time to connect with family, with friends, Uh, Time to really think about the best of humanity, right? We have a holiday about giving thanks. We have other holidays about hope, (laughs) right? Uh, You know, these are, you know, the best of religious beliefs and practices. Uh, A lot of people really look forward to the holidays. For others, it's the opposite. It's a time of deep sadness, discomfort, 
loneliness, disconnection, maybe alienation, anxiety, restlessness, a time to take a look at what other people seem to have and what you don't have, that type of thing. So for a lot of people, it's that. And then there are many more out there, maybe more than we think, that are actually both. I am one of those bothes. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of things about the holidays that I really like. Uh, and then there's other ways that historically for me, uh, the holidays have been really loaded emotionally and, and tricky, very up and down. And uh, this goes back a really long ways. Uh, and the first time I remember feeling a great deal of anxiety about the holidays was around Thanksgiving. And I was a teenager and I remember very clearly my family had gone to bed for the evening and I was watching television and a ad came on for a relief organization working in, in the so-called Skid Row area of Los Angeles down. I lived in Southern California at the time looking for help to do for volunteers to help with Thanksgiving dinner and, and even larger, even beyond that, not just volunteering for Thanksgiving, but volunteering to work with the homeless population in Los Angeles. And by the end of that commercial, I was in tears and I walked down to my parents' room, woke them up. (laughs) Why is our teenage son crying, standing in the doorway? But they, they sat up and they were very responsive and I was very upset. And it was, it was one of those moments where I think I fully realized for the first time that I had a lot of things that other people didn't have. And I battled what a lot of people can battle sometimes. Like, do I, should I feel guilty about that? Do I need to, do I need to give away more than I take in? Do I need to, um, throw off all these creature comforts in the name of helping other people who don't have as much? Those are big questions we all deal with. This was the first time I had ever dealt with that. Um, my parents, as I remember, handled it really well. And we didn't volunteer that year, but we did give money. Um, and it did become something that at Thanksgiving every year, I do try to do something as you know, something volunteer oriented. And I'll talk about that in just a minute as well. Uh, but f- from that point on, the holidays sometimes could get really difficult for me. I was one of those people who fell into scarcity, right? What I don't have and uh, what I wish I did or what were my goals the previous year at the holidays where I hoped I would be by the following year and I wasn't there. And inevitably, it seems like in retrospect, it, I, was always, I was always falling short or I felt like I'd always fallen short. Things were not as good as they could have been. And I was a, really one of those people for a long time, even into my 30s, where I compared how I felt on the inside to people's outsides. You know, and at the holidays, you have a lot of people out there who are, who are looking like they're doing great you know, and talk like they're doing great. And they're not necessarily revealing what might be under the surface. And so inevitably, I would end up feeling very distant, very separated a lot of times, even at the same time as really enjoying a lot of the traditions. My favorite holiday period at any time of the year is Christmas Eve. I love Christmas Eve for a lot of reasons, and I'll get to that when we get a little closer to Christmas Eve on this show. But I love it and always have. And so I I've have that enjoyment, but it was always a really it was kind of a weird kind of divided against myself kind of feeling. And then I remember feeling bad for having anxiety and feeling that way at the holidays. I should be thankful for what I've got. I've got all these wonderful things. I've got a family. I've got friends. I've got food in my stomach. I've got a roof over my head. You know, I, I live in an affluent country, you know, all these different things. And yet I could still feel bad. And then I'd feel bad about feeling bad. (laughs) So it was tough. And some years, uh, particularly when, when life happened, and tough stuff happened, um, they could be outright depressing. 
And it was all I could do to get through them on my own, usually not telling anybody what was going on or disappearing into, you know, into distracting myself. You know, even a few years ago, my family rightfully called me out for being on my phone a lot during the holidays where I was looking at it a lot and seemingly not connected. And I'm, I'm so glad they did that because I've worked really hard since then not to do that. Uh, I've been doing better the last few years, uh, and I think this is a really real thing for people. So I wanted to talk a little bit about maybe some ways, starting today, November 1st, if we're just going to take this as the beginning of the holiday season, this gives us two months, two months all the way through New Year's to not just wrestle with this. We can look at it as wrestling, or we can look at it as an opportunity. And that's where I tend to go these days is instead of focusing on that scarcity, go towards opportunity and possibility. So I'm going to share a few things that work with me and hopefully some of this will resonate with some of you. Uh, First thing I'm going to suggest is getting proactive with the holidays. We have two months to do something and we often treat uh, the holidays as kind of the end of the year, right? A reflection point. You have all the year retrospectives, right? What happened in the last year? What are the biggest things that happened this year? Who are the people of the year? All these things. We treat this as a finish line in some ways. And and then we cap it off with just right at the end, New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Oh, look, New Year's Eve is here. Let's make them New Year's Day. Let's make them. What if we started that whole process today? It's November 1st. And instead of treating this as the end of the year, what if we started shifting this to like, this is the beginning of the shifts that I want to make for next year. Instead of the resolutions or the things like that, let's start on November 1st rather than January 1st. Get started on them instead. For example, the things that bedevil us about New Year's resolutions. We can go to the gym. They're open right now. They'll be open through November and December. Right? That exercise piece. You can be doing that They're, if you're willing to do them. Volunteering, which I just mentioned, can start now with the holidays and make a commitment in that process to maybe stay with the organization that you're volunteering with for the entire year. You can choose them now and rather than just help them out at Thanksgiving or in during the December holidays, maybe you can start a process of just incorporating that into the year and help all year. If you're you're affected like I am by recognizing the inequality of, of accessibility of people to basic resources, Besides volunteering, maybe taking some steps, giving to a food bank on a regular basis. If you're a person of means, sponsoring a scholarship program or connecting kids to internship opportunities in the company that you work for. If you have event tickets that you don't necessarily need to use or could give up to something that could inspire a kid. Like I went to yesterday, a football game or hockey game, something like that. You could give those. Is self-improvement the thing you want to do every year at the holidays? Well, you're going to have a lot of cozy time, or you could, in the next couple of months as the weather cools off and we do all the, all the snuggly in front of the fire kind of things that we all like to celebrate. Read that novel or that book that you've been waiting on all year. Learn how to cook something new. Maybe commit to reconnecting with friends with the intent to keep it that way moving forward. You can start with it now. You want to de-stress? <laughs> well, here's a good time to practice with the holidays. Maybe we can stop making every normal thing we have to do during the holidays a given, quote-unquote normal. The holidays get to be what we want them to be. This is the most important thing I've had to learn and try to internalize. And they can be amazing if we choose to make them so for ourselves. But it does take a little bit of planning. 
And, and as an example, I like to share Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve stories for me from last year. Last year, of course, COVID threw a monkey wrench into everything, right? It, it killed people's travel plans for both holidays. Uh, it kept people apart uh, in the ways that they didn't want, obviously, uh, for the majority of people. And uh, it was tough and it was different. And uh, we were sort of all outside our comfort zones that way. And yet, uh, because I kind of, I really took a proactive approach last year, I ended up having two of the best Thanksgivings and Christmases I've ever had with COVID. Because I thought about it in advance and I decided, what do I want to make this look like? And the most important thing, I had to narrow it down to very basic, straightforward, singular things. I wanted both holidays to be about connecting with the people and the activities that bring me the most thanks <laughs> in the case of Thanksgiving and the most hope as in the case of Christmas Eve. And there was a lot of overlap there. And so I did spend a lot of time talking to my family. I deliberately connected with friends for longer conversations than I normally have. And I gave myself the best self-care I possibly could. I never on Christmas Eve have sat and sat in a big old bathtub and you know put on nice music and had the bubbles going and I did it last Christmas and it was fantastic. And I played music for a while. Other times it was quiet and I did some writing. Uh, I just sat in the quiet sometimes. And at Thanksgiving, um, I made my own meal for myself and shared it with people. <laughs> And had leftovers and took it to people when I could. And so it was two of the best I've ever had, not because I was, quote unquote, by myself, because I wasn't. Even though I was physically, I wasn't in any other way. But because I thought about and planned it out and I didn't worry about the rest of it. I didn't worry about how things were going to feel for everybody, that everybody was going to be a part. I, was, I deliberately didn't spend time lamenting the fact that COVID was continuing to wreak chaos on our on our traditions. I didn't focus on that. I wasn't thinking <laughs> about political fallout or anything like that from the last election. I put all that to the side because I decided the most important thing for my holidays was going to be those things, connecting with the things that I had the most thanks about and the things that brought me the most hope. And that made them successful. In order to do that, I had to name the things that normally throw me off openly. And I hear it a lot. I'm already hearing a lot about it. What makes you out there most anxious about the holidays? Maybe it's something I've already mentioned. Scarcity, taking a look at yourself versus other people, that kind of thing. But it could be other things. Maybe you just don't like family get-togethers. Right? Your family leaves a little bit to be desired, perhaps. Maybe you're worried about the political arguments that could come up. Maybe the travel you're looking at doesn't seem all that exciting. I think naming these openly right away is the most important thing to do to get this started. And why not name them on November 1st? I'm not looking forward to A, B, or C, or I'm wondering about these things. And then <laughs> deciding what you want to do about it. Do you want to just not do it? Do you not want to have a family get together? Do you not really want to worry about the political arguments that you might have with crazy Uncle Jack? when he gets going after one drink or five. How do you want to handle that? And then once you have those things figured out and you know what you're going to do, just put that on a mental note and put it in a mental drawer until the day you need it. 
which is probably going to be the day of that holiday. And chances are you're only going to be in the same room with crazy Uncle Jack for a few hours. <laughs> you can handle a few hours. So what's the one thing if you're going into the holidays when thinking about Thanksgiving or Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it might be, New Year's? What's the one thing that you know will make the holiday really rewarding for you if you focus on that? What's that one thing? That's all maybe we need. It's just the one thing. And then focus on that, and the rest can just be noise. I have a friend of mine who is trying to figure out what to do for Thanksgiving, and uh, his mom is, is getting old, and there's concern among him and his siblings that this might be her last one. And so he's going to go travel and, and, and visit her and be there for Thanksgiving and is not looking forward to the gathering of the rest of the family. They don't necessarily get along on a lot of things. They don't agree on a lot of things. And when he asked me my take on it, what I said to him was what, exactly what I'm just suggesting here. This Thanksgiving gets to be about your mom and all about your mom. The rest of it is just noise. The rest of it you don't have to pay any attention to. The rest of it you don't even need, you need, don't need to focus on. The rest of it is just going to be what it is. Being present with your mom, I said to my friend, is going to be the most important thing. Not just for her, but for you. If it indeed is her last, make it memorable. See what you want to see. Say what you want to say. Have the experiences with her that you want to have with her. And then you're going to be able to give thanks about that, not just that day, but the rest of the year and whenever it is that she has gone and has moved on, you will always be able to look back on that with thanks. That's just one. That's all he has to focus on, in my opinion. And so with that, (laughs) my suggestion to all of us would be to find that and to focus on that, what it might be, and to be open about the challenges that will result from those things and accept that they're going to be there. If you're worried that crazy uncle Jack is going to say something inappropriate, guess what? He probably is. (laughs) People show up as they show up, right? And they stay in character a lot of times, unless they're going to be going, unless they're going through major, major self-work. So you kind of know what's coming and accepting that can be our responsibility and not getting upset because that other person isn't going to change or they should know better or whatever. That's a recipe for giving somebody else the power to make us okay. And I'm not all right with that. Not around the holidays. The holidays are tough enough as, as, as it is. And here's the good news. If in these two months we can do that kind of prep work and do that kind of proactive, intentional, moment-by-moment, day-by-day work, we set ourselves up to do it really well the rest of the year where the pressure cooker around all these things, all these expectations, just isn't there. Worrying about what's going to happen during the holidays, about how to make it perfect to make sure everybody's happy or, you know, what if this is the last of this, blah, blah, blah. It, it just after a while can plainly ruin the holidays if we aren't careful. You know, my family this year, we are, we are taking a family trip somewhere. We are, we're a pastor's family, so we're not used to that. Right? We're used to being at the church and we have holidays at home. We're doing the holidays somewhere else. We're all going uh, to, let's see, a very famous amusement park place in Southern California (laughs) and really looking forward to it. And my niece and nephew are grown and, uh, no. And so we've talked about it as maybe one of the last times we're going to get together as a, as a whole family. Now, if I, if we focus on that part, (laughs) is this the last, 
it's not going to help. <laughs> I'm just excited that we're going to be doing this together. And we're going to be doing something different and fun and new in a place that all of us enjoy. And so for me, I'm really excited about that. I'm going to stay focused on that to the best of my ability. I'm going to be present with myself and with them first. And everything else that comes around it will be second. And as much as possible, I'm not going to pay attention to any of the what ifs. Because what happens when we do all those things is that we end up reacting to what's happening in the holidays instead of preparing ourselves to respond to things and to be proactive. So things like how to get everything done before then doesn't have to be a question if you approach it that way. And if, this, if I'm making this sound easy, I recognize that, that it isn't necessarily. So we're, we're very conditioned to view the holidays a certain way, to have to do things a certain way, to there's certain things that have to go in certain order to get them done. It's really tough. And unfortunately, somehow, somewhere along the line, we've managed to take what are supposed to be holidays of thanks, reflection, hope, connection, and we've done a full makeover on them and turned them just as insane as the rest of our year. <laughs> Except now we have the pressure where we feel like we have to pay smiles on our faces the whole time because that's, what it, that's what's expected. It's the holidays. Well, to put it gently, forget that. I'd say it more strongly if it wasn't live radio. It doesn't need to be that way. So I'm going to invite everybody to take a look at how you want the holidays to be. Pick your focus points, what really matters, and to hell with the rest of it. Crazy Uncle Jack, his conspiracy theories, his inappropriate comments, all the things you got to buy for the spoiled kids, <laughs> right? All the places you need to go, all the memories you need to make. Making that party unforgettable, blah, 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 blah. The holidays are a time for things to be really real around really good things. So we can do what we can, but we don't have to do what we can't. And maybe just shifting this to the start of the next year, rather than us dragging our tired backsides across the annual finish line, might just be the change of mindset that we all need. The BS that we make around the holidays is all made up. It's made up by you. It's made up by me. It's made up by our environment, by our larger society. And I would just like to remind everybody there exactly what you can make them. So take what you love about them into H-E double hockey sticks with the rest. They are our holidays, your holidays, not someone else's. So they get to be whatever you want. And the underlying thing, give to others your time, your love, your means, your expertise. And that's how we all get back. So happy holidays, everybody. We're kicking that, kicking that off on this show is all about you. Thanks for joining me for another episode. I am your host, JDK Winnikin. Check me out at wordsbyjdk.com on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And until I see you again next week, everybody, chins up. Thanks. <laughs>